ever wondered why the Justice Department wins 99% of their cases. This is why. Uh, prosecutors, there was nothing they wouldn't do to win. Destroying mm -hmm. evidence, altering evidence, an affair with one of the witnesses used false testimony that he knew was false. I mean, it's just a, it, uh, evidence proving my innocence. They tried to destroy it. So this is a prosecutorial crime spree. The takeaway is that prosecutors, they don't follow any rules or laws. They don't tell on each other they want you to report crimes, but they know of wrongdoing and do nothing. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Party. Do you think our government needs some checks in place? Do you feel hopeless when it comes to reporting injustices about our government to the government? Today, we are seeing large abuses of power from lawyers, prosecutors, defense attorneys, judges, police, FBI, senators, aldermen, and older women. The list goes on. Do you think it's time to put some laws in place and have it take swift action to hold corrupt officials accountable? Well, my guest today thinks so. His name is Tony Viola, and he has firsthand experience about how the government can destroy your life. Listen to his story. Regardless if you believe everything he says, what happened, you can't help but to hear the ring of truth in a lot of what he's saying. We've been seeing it a lot in the news lately. Think if this was you. Think about if this was a loved one. What would you do? What can you do? Let's listen in to Tony as he goes into detail of what happened in his life. What happened when everything changed for him? Hello, this is Michi J, and this is a Prisoner's Pardon podcast. And guess what? We got a great guest here today. Well, I want to let you introduce yourself because I'm just super excited to hear about what all that you have been through. Audience, just be prepared to be filled in on all types of information that you did not know about. So I want to welcome Tony Viola to the podcast. Welcome, Tony. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Missy J. I appreciate being on your show. It's great. Okay. Well, I want people to know your story. Could you just fill us in? First of all, give us a little bio and then go into sure. your story. My name's Tony. I'm from a big, uh, big Italian family in Cleveland, Ohio. I was very fortunate, went to college, came back to Cleveland and started a real estate business. Mm -hmm. uh, I, um, my high school sweetheart was a photographer. She loved the old properties. She would go out and take pictures and we sort of were interested in, gee, maybe we could fix up these houses. And so we bought some houses and, and we built a real estate business. We didn't really have any money. And what happened was we learned that it was better for us to serve investors that had lines of credit and construction teams. And so we started out as sort of an investor based real estate business, helping people acquire property. And over time, I mean, the joke was we would do things that rich people didn't feel like doing. They could do, mm -hmm. but they just paid us to manage their properties or lease up their <laughs> space or mm -hmm. sell a house and we earned fees. And so I was very fortunate, you know, in business, you can't get anywhere unless you got a great team. And over about a 15 year period, we had over a hundred team members. We had 
corporate office in Cleveland, a couple offices in Florida, several real estate offices in Ohio. And our lives completely changed one day when the FBI kicked the door in and uh, with police with guns and SWAT teams and pontoon boats and the Cuyahoga <laughs> River. Pontoon boats. <laughs> yeah, you don't want those realtors swimming to Canada. Uh, so okay, media good. live, breaking news, CNN, nation's largest mortgage fraud case. This Tony guy stole $46 million. He's the one who crashed the economy. If you wondered why wow. we're in a recession. <laughs> yeah, we got the guy. It's this Tony guy. The problem was I was never I was never involved in mortgages and I didn't have $46 million. I was actually a realtor in the real estate business. And so the government had this big raid and state and federal prosecutors indicted in both state and federal court, press conferences. I had no criminal history. I had never had mm -hmm. any involvement in the criminal justice system. And our lives changed in Over. an instant with this big raid. And, you know, people see this on TV and I think they assume we were guilty. And this notion that you're presumed innocent is is nonsense. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not true in the business world at all. <laughs> all the customers said, dude, uh, we can't do business with you. A lot of our employees left. A few tried to stay. But basically, the idea that you're presumed innocent is nonsense. And basically, our life's work was destroyed. Reputation was destroyed. And um, I remember uh, during this raid, uh, this FBI agent named Jeff Kasuf, you know, was demanding where are your mortgage files? And I kept saying, we're a real estate business. We're realtors. We, we show it. <laughs> And sell houses. We don't do financing. And they just kept saying, you're making it hard on yourself. And we're really going to nail this guy. And so anyway, that's how the case started. Mm -hmm. And to just to give you the capstone of the whole thing, I was convicted in jail for 10 years, exonerated at a second trial when a whistleblower came forward and provided evidence that the government suppressed before the first trial. She wow. was going to testify. She was found dead in her apartment. Her name oh. was Dawn Pacella. So this is a crazy case. Okay, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is also a case of if anyone ever wondered why the Justice Department wins 99% of their cases, this is why. Uh, prosecutors in my case, a guy named Mark Bennett and Dan Caceres, these dudes were literally, there was nothing they wouldn't do to, mm -hmm. quote, win, win once they went on television. And they so it's a win. prosecutorial crime spree, destroying mm -hmm. evidence, altering evidence, this guy Caceres had an affair with one of the witnesses in the case. Bennett used false testimony that he knew was false. I mean, it's just a, it, uh, evidence proving my innocence. They tried to destroy it. This lady Dawn actually took it out of the office before they destroyed it, gave it to me. So this is a prosecutorial crime spree. I'm happy to share what happened with your audience. But the takeaway is that prosecutors, and this makes sense in law enforcement, okay? Mm -hmm. They don't follow any rules or laws. Mm -hmm. They don't tell on each other. They want you to report crimes. We need the mm -hmm. public's help, but they know of wrongdoing and do nothing. And mm -hmm. in our country, it's a true win at all costs yes. style. When they target somebody, there's nothing that they won't do to win that case. And there is no uh, behavior that's too a bridge too far or too out of bounds for these characters. And all the other people in the office just sort of watch this and they throw their arms up in the air and say, well, oh, shucks, we can't do anything about it. So so my experience is that prosecutors are allowed to break the law. In fact, if they don't, they're not as successful in their job. So we've got a bizarre situation in America where the great criminal organizations, are, a lot of times the prosecutor's office, and what they do to brutalize people uh, mm -hmm. and put a lot of innocent people in jail, people with addictions in jail, uh, and, and smash people's constitutional rights, 
is really breathtaking. And I have to say, I was ignorant uh, and had no idea it was quite this bad. I am shocked at what's going on. And even though it happened to me, and even though Dawn was my friend and died, I, I still can't believe some of the stuff that's going on. All because the prosecutor, Bennett and Caceres, didn't know what businesses I owned, uncorked this media circus, and didn't want to admit they were wrong. Now for a quick commercial break. We are so excited to announce on sale now on Amazon is the long-awaited book, A Prisoner's Pardon by C.C. Sky. By the way, that's my pen name. This book is just in time for Father's Day and would make a wonderful gift to any father. It shows just how important a father is needed. This book also goes into detail how a father is needed in not just a family house, but also in the house of government and in the church house. What's happening is all three institutional houses are broken because of no father. The solution to this predicament for all three houses is God the Father, because only through his restoration can freedom be found. Father's Day is just a few days away. Go to Amazon. It's there. Now back to our show. So that's that's all this misconduct and all the carnage that went on is because of arrogance of law enforcement officials. It's crazy. Anyway, that's the story of what happened to me. Wow. Wow. You know what? I'm glad you touched on the prosecutor's office. Some people don't know, but, you know, a lot of people do like what they would do to win at all costs, because I've been involved with cases and it's nothing. It has nothing to do with the truth. Nothing. Nothing to do with the truth. Nothing. They start with a conclusion and work backwards. A, a, a guy, a very brave person, a guy named Nick Miles came forward and he gave us a, a sworn statement. And he said that he was told by Mark Bennett and Dan Caceres that if he did not lie in federal court and in state court about me, and he lied and claimed he never gave computers that he actually had given, that they were going to indict his wife. And in five minutes, they say you got five minutes to decide. We're going to indict your wife. We're going to put your kids in foster care. Pause. I had to stop the tape just a moment just to interject here. Does this not sound familiar how families are being threatened with foster care, taking their kids away? So yeah. so here's the government that, I mean, that's the crime. I mean, the, the irony is in our case is that it was an investigation. The government set up this big mortgage fraud task force looking to prosecute people. There actually was no criminal activity by, by a bunch of realtors selling real estate. Until the government started investigating and then the prosecutor's office committed criminal activities to win the case. And the stuff, it, by the way, you don't have to believe what I'm saying. The documents in support of all of this are on my website, thefreetonyviola.com, the evidence locker. You don't yeah, have to take I my word for it. it. You can, yeah. yeah, you can read it for yourself. The FBI claims they didn't know about their own records. They lied for 10 years. Uh, Mark Bennett says he had to use false testimony. Otherwise, he couldn't win the case. I mean, this is the whole point. You're not supposed to use false testimony. Know, was put, he justifying it? <laughs> just sounded like it, you know. Uh, these guys, uh, Bennett and Caceres, these two prosecutors are in, have, have acted in an incredibly reckless way. They feel invincible. They feel they can do whatever they want. They feel they're on the side of God. Pause. Wow, doesn't it sound like some crusaders? And we talk about the church and their history and thinking that they're on the side of God and killed millions of people. Hmm. This is very interesting. 
They actually believe this. So let me tell you, the more they could not find evidence that I was involved in the mortgage business. So the lack of evidence became proof. Oh my gosh, this slick Tony dude is hiding the mortgage records or something like they, they, they start with a conclusion that I'm a criminal, I'm a crook and I stole money and they never veer from that no matter what. So mm -hmm. they're just looking for evidence to backfill that fits their theory. Pause. I'm doing a lot of this in this recording. Don't we see this all the time in science? And I won't say what was lately in the news and their theories were wrong. And ha, huh, we call it doubling down. Instead of working and following the evidence, they stop and they make the evidence fit their conclusion. We see this a lot when they use data models in science. Like I said, listen to Tony. You can't help but to see all these truths that's blaring out at you. Theory, instead of, you know, what's supposed to happen in America is there's a crime, right? My God, I came home from work. My God, someone is shot. I'm going to call the police, right? Mm -hmm. So crime investigation. When the government sets up these task forces, Mm -hmm. and, and has a bunch of cops in the office drinking coffee all day. Mm -hmm. They're looking. I mean, the task force never concludes there's nothing wrong. They're going to go find some prosecutions. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, uh, William Sessions was the, was the attorney general. And he said, we're going to prosecute our way out of addictions. This opioid crisis, we're going to just prosecute. <laughs> so they hired more prosecutors. So guess what's going to happen? More people are going to go to jail. So we've got this like unaccountable law enforcement blob of bureaucrats and law enforcement people with badges. And in our case, let me tell you, I'm just going to speak very frankly with you. You saw it in Uvalde, Texas, when kids are getting shot, the police don't go in. A lot of these law enforcement people are cowards, but they loved our mortgage fraud case. Boy, did they like sitting in the office all day uh, interviewing realtors. You know, they weren't exactly scared that we were going to shoot them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they loved it. And they mm -hmm. and they love the Dan Caceres and Bennett. These two prosecutors just love the media coverage, of course, press releases, press conferences, the attention. Yeah. Oh yeah, they couldn't get enough of it, and and they love the case because it's about real estate transactions. I mean, it wasn't exactly like they were afraid. So people say, well, gee, there's all this violent crime. We need more police. Oh no, we got plenty. What we need is them to not be making up cases, but go actually you know, and do things that affect the public safety. So real quick, I supposedly stole $46 million, but there was no bond. They, they arrested me and they said, here, sign here and you can go. And I said, what? Well, that was the first part of a three-part show with Tony Viola. It's three parts because it's just that good. Makes you wonder about our government, not just our government, all government. And it's not happening with all our police and all our officials, but it's way too many of them. And the people that's there who are honest are finding it hard to tell. They call them whistleblowers. I've been hearing a lot about them and how much they are being persecuted when they come and they tell the truth about their superiors or their coworkers in government positions. We have more to come from Tony. In the meantime, you can go to free 
TonyViola.com. I'll have it in the show notes. And you can look at his evidence locker and all the press releases about this case. It's plenty to see, so be prepared to read. But be prepared to listen in next week and you can hear way more from Tony. Amazing stuff, guys. Amazing stuff. Tune in next week. God bless and have a week filled with blessings. On sale now on Amazon is the long-awaited book, A Prisoner's Pardon by C.C. Sky. This book is just in time for Father's Day and would make a wonderful gift to any father. It shows just how important a father is needed. Father's Day is just a few days away. Go to Amazon. It's there. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.